Hello, and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Our latest edition in our Future Focus series captured a conversation with Executive Director Kurt Sumner and the NSPS FIG Chair John Hohall. This past week, the annual FIG Working Week was to be held in Amsterdam, but was canceled as another victim of COVID-19. So we asked John to catch up with us on the history of NSPS with FIG. John shares about his involvement with the young surveyors worldwide and how he sees their involvement as our profession's future. Another informative discussion. So join us here on Future Focus on Surveyor Says. Welcome, everybody, to Surveyor Says, the podcast series from NSPS. I'm Kurt Sumner, your host today. Um, And uh, with me is John Hohall. John, many of you who are listening today will know John's name if you don't know him personally, because John has been around our organization since before I was going to say, John, since before NSPS existed, but I'm not sure that's true. Yeah, I, I joined in 1979. Okay. Two years before NSPS. Yeah, I thought that might be the case, but I knew that you'd been a, a member for a really long time, and your association with the organization through the years um, has, I wouldn't say it's, it's varied, but for a really long time, you were associated with with a vendor I'm I'm not sure if you were associated with with Burnson when you first joined or if you joined for another reason no I I was with them when I joined yeah you when did you start with them in 79 oh the same time yeah so I don't actually I don't I'm not sure and I you and I have ever as many times as we've sat together and had drinks together and traveled together and uh had been in meetings together uh I'm not really sure we ever talked about what you were doing before you got involved with NSPS through Burnson. Oh yeah, no I um I was basically doing some s- studies I was involved at with the University of Wisconsin I was involved um international studies and um so yeah i i basically went from uh, from the university right right to burnson i had um i had worked um for a couple of years as a as a manager of a restaurant in the meantime but uh but it's it's basically from burnson yes after so, my university after my uh, college career so dealing with surveyors might be better than running a restaurant but the tips probably aren't as good. Well, you really don't have any tips if you're a manager. So. Well, I guess that's true. <laughs> that's probably true. So how about your relationship then, since Burnson is basically an international company, were they already connected with FIG at the time, or how did that work? No, no. No, uh, they didn't. Uh, they weren't aware of FIG. and. Um, and the first instance was in 1981. And did you make that connection with FIG just as part of yes. your job there, or for correct? Some? Okay. Yes, uh, 1981 was the first FIG meeting I attended. It was the FI 
G Congress in Montreux, Switzerland. So had you already by that time developed a relationship within with within ACSM? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was back back when. Um, oh, you remember the old guy that wrote a book? Yeah. Um, so, I it was funny because whenever I would talk to him, he would always reminisce about how much he used to come to Madison enjoying doing ice boating on on the lakes in the winter, and I could never picture him <laughs> doing ice boating at, you know, at his age. And then of course. Bill Radwinski was executive director for a while as well. So, that, you know, that's that's where I really got involved with ACSM when Rad was there. Right. And then, so your connection, then you would go to FIG conferences, obviously. And were you part of an ACS t- ACSM team or were you representing yeah. Burnson or both? Uh, both. I, I was part of the, I've been part of the ACSM delegation since 1986. That was when the uh, Congress was in Toronto. And the head of the delegation uh, back then was Jerry Ives. Yes. So, so obviously you have a, a long history with FIG and you have a long history with us as an organization. Uh, ACSM and or NSPS um, as we've gone through our different iterations. um, One of the things that has happened in the not too distant past was the formation of a foundation within FIG that you uh, you had a lot to do with that. Yeah, uh, the foundation uh, came out of Australia. It was established after the uh, FIG Congress in Melbourne. It was actually governed by the Australians. And in 2000, they transferred the foundation over completely to FIG. And so the foundation came into existence in 2001 under FIG. Uh, Hoger Mago was president of, of the foundation. And um, that was when Bob Foster was FIG president. And Hoger became um, FIG president after Bob. And so in 2003, he, uh, I, I've been on the foundation board since 2001, since it, it was uh, switched over to the FIG. And Hoger uh, uh, put me as president of the foundation in 2003, and I've been president since. And the foundation, does it... Uh get its resources through donations or how does that work? Yes, yes, it's 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 totally 100% donations. Um, there's a number of different ways. So we, we have uh, some different vendors that have provided uh, um, pretty pretty good donations, grants, uh, you know, over the years. Um, the primary one is Trimble. Um, Esri also provided a nice grant at its beginning. Um, but most of the uh, donations come through a um, a stipend that's part of the registration fee mm-hmm. when you go to an FIG conference. Um, I think it, it depends uh, de- depends on the type of conference, but uh, typically it's, it's 10 euros with each registration fee goes to the foundation as well as we get a uh, donation from the foundation dinner that is hosted every year as well. Except this year, right? 
or last year. Or last year, that's true. <laughs> because in, in, in Hanoi, uh, they did not have a dinner. The uh, Vietnamese uh, hosted a, um, a big concert at, at the Opera Center. Uh, so, uh, so, so there was no dinner, but uh, but it was very, it was pretty impressive. I mean, everybody really enjoyed it. So, and and the foundation over the years has provided quite a number of uh, grants in in supporting um, different endeavors, both uh, academic uh, and to young surveyors and so on. Um, since they started providing grants in 2002, the foundation has given out about three hundred and fifty five thousand dollars in grants so it's uh it's it's been fairly substantial over the years yeah that's pretty uh pretty substantial amount of money to over over that period of time for sure yeah 132 grants and it's uh to to, to uh recipients in 68 countries so it's a pretty global uh distribution So you mentioned the young surveyors. Uh, I would assume that perhaps grants had a lot to do with them being successful in their early years, or even maybe past that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would say, I would say definitely, uh, um, definitely, the uh, the foundation has uh, has helped the young surveyors along quite a bit, and you know some people. Uh, understand who the young surveyors are and you know maybe they don't understand the foundations of it but back in 2006 um, at the Congress in um, Munich the young surveyors became a working group of Commission One and I and for a few years you were involved with Commission One right which is professional uh, practice and standards so his working group I believe 1.2 and was just called young surveyors and in, in 2009, at the working week in Iwat, uh, Israel, it became the the Young Surveyors Network. Um, they they had their first uh, conference in 2012 at the working week in Rome, and at the time, the the president of FIGT, Shihai, you know, talked to me about having a young a Young Surveyors Conference in in North America, and and as you recall, in in 2014, we had uh, the first Young Surveyors FIG Young Surveyors Conference um, in conjunction with the CLSA and the Nevada Association in San Diego, and that's basically where the where the NSPS Young Surveyors were born. I see. I'm just making some notes as we go here for my report. Now, I think. When that when that occurred in um, in California, that was the year we had our our business meetings there, basically the same time. Correct. And so that's I guess that's maybe sort of the beginnings of of uh, NSPS participation. But I also remember a meeting in Minnesota, which may have been the next winter. I don't remember. Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was two years later. Two that years was in later. 2016. Okay. Yeah, that that was in the. That was the second meeting, and uh, you know that's where we had speakers like Bryn Fosberg from Trimble and right. uh, Ken Wyman, who was president of uh, Wica North America at the time, and so on. So yeah, and then then of course in 2018, the the last meeting 
was in College Park in conjunction with the Maryland Society. Right. And having said all that, um, one might draw the conclusion that a lot of Young Surveyor Network activities have been happening in the United States. The reality is they're active all over the world, aren't they? Oh, yeah. In, in fact, uh, this past weekend, um, because the working week was canceled in Amsterdam because of COVID-19, the Young Surveyor decided to uh, hold a virtual conference. And because of, of its global nature, they actually had four separate sessions. They had one covering the Asia Pacific, one covering Europe, Africa, one covering North America, and one covering Latin America. And the Latin American conference was the first time they had a Young Surveyors Conference in Spanish. Oh, wow. And uh, let me, I, I put down some numbers here, um, which, which I thought was really impressive. Um, so over the four sessions, um, there were 30 presenters, um, a total of 2,572 registrations. And there were actually 1,197 that actually uh, participated. So about 50% about of the people that had actually registered participated. So it was a pretty good turnout when you have almost 1,200 young surveyors um, participating in these in these uh, four sessions yeah this this is a question that may be impossible to answer because <laughs> i certainly don't know the answer to it but maybe it's more of a perspective mm -hmm. uh that i'd like to get from you and it seems to me that in the u.s there is a a really good deal of interest in young surveyors network amongst young surveyors in, in the United States. And, and they're doing a lot of things. Um, I'm not as sure about whether or not all of the things that the Young Surveyors Network is doing is being, I don't want to say incorporated with, but connected to perhaps NSPS in the sense of looking at that next generation of leaders. Because as you know, we've NSPS leadership, I guess historically has been, I'm going to say old, but certainly not necessarily seasoned. young surveyors all the time. And seasoned, and, yes. Yeah, seasoned. And oftentimes when people come to NSPS, they have as leaders, as directors or or whatever, oftentimes they've already been through all the chairs in their state, maybe in a regional organization. So it's not, quote, young surveyors in the sense we think of them now. Um, so I, I guess I'm, I'm curious about your perspective on, and, and hopefully this is going to be a, a positive thought, that the young surveyors working in conjunction with NSPS will, will ensure strong leadership moving forward and, and have that perspective from the young surveyors as well as the ones of us who are more uh, seasoned, as you say, um, because I, I know there's concern in surveying altogether at, at the local, state, national level, all about the the future of the profession and the future of our organizations as they stand and how they might be affected by social media and all those kind of things. So I'm just kind of interested in your sort of uh, overview of that from from your 
position of connection to both NSPS state societies and Young Surveyors Network, FIG. Just are you seeing anything there that that strikes you? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, in the last several uh, NSPS Young Surveyors meetings, which I always try to attend, the meeting portion um, besides the conference, uh, quite a few of the attendees are very active in their state associations. And it, for many, many of them, they have also established, a, you know, a Young Surveyor chapter within their state association. And they're they're very involved in the various committees at the state level, and and I just see this as a, as a you know a, a ladder for them to uh, go up to uh, to the national level as well, and at the FIG level, it's it's very similar. It's um, it's really phenomenal in that how many uh, young surveyors now are active within FIG, and even beyond their national associations. And, and one one thing that's really nice to see both at the NSPS and FIG level is is how many uh, women are are actively involved, not only participating but leading as well. So I mean, I think that's 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 a that's a good sign. That's that's a good sign as well. Do you think? And again, these are total opinions on your part. Not asking for sure. edicts necessarily, but you have a. Like I said, you have a good overall view of what we're doing because sometimes it's easier to do that if you're not right in the middle of the grinding and the meetup. You know, so right. uh, I just wonder from your perspective and talking to the young surveyors as much as you do and hearing their perspectives and the way they think, the way they operate, um, do you foresee uh, the approach of, of a future NSPS down the road 10 years from now or whatever the number of years might be? when the leadership gravitates more toward the younger group. Do you think they're going to be as, as interested in the, the advocacy side of what we do, affecting legislation and, re, and, and regulation, that kind of thing? And, of course, for NSPS, that's in particular on the national level. Um, do you sense that interest from that group as well? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They're, they're, they're already very involved. And one of the key things is that one of the young – Thing that the young surveyors are looking at, not only um, the young surveyors, but you know even the students is uh, mentoring, and um, it's really uh, it's really important to for them to be able to connect with the so-called seasoned professors, both at, uh, professionals both at the state and national level. And one of the positive things that I see is with the student competition is students you know get the opportunity to not only interact with each other but also interact with the with the leadership uh, not only at the national level but but within their their uh, state associations one thing that i remember that uh, really came to mind was uh, a few years ago um i convinced the um, the italians for a number of, italian national association for a number of years had been sponsoring a um, a one uh, eight-day course on surveying and topography for young surveyors, and it was held in Europe. And they would invite 50 young surveyors from the, around the world. And I said, "Well, uh, I don't see any young surveyors from North America." And they said, "Well, you know, uh, why don't you submit, you know, a couple?" And so that's when uh, Amanda Aldred 
uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Uh, Amanda Asker. Uh, Asker, yes. And, uh, and um, Adam Schleicher from uh, Wisconsin, uh, Amanda was from Washington, attended. And the one thing that they brought out was, you know, they, they had eight, uh, eight days of learning anything and everything to do about surveying hydrography, uh, archaeological surveying. I mean, a lot of different areas that they would never be exposed to. But the most important thing they thought was to be able to interact and connect and network with their peers and um, from around the world. So, I mean, you had 50 young surveyors from all over the world uh, getting together and uh, learning from each other. And then also learning not only from the professors teaching the courses, but the other surveyors, uh, seasoned surveyors that were there uh, helping out. Yeah, and, and I think that's a really important aspect of, of what we're talking about here today because just from my my view of things and personal experience, those kind of things, what what I'm seeing now is this international interaction when people are still really young and not after the we've we've been through business and leadership and organizations and, and all those kind of things. It's, you know, it's like, I don't know that I went out of the country very much until I started doing this job. And I was basically old when I did that, or most people would have thought I was. <laughs> so uh, I just, I just think there's a good possibility that that interaction internationally with young surveyors from America, with young surveyors from everywhere else in the, in the world, I believe that's going to be make an even stronger profession um, all across the board um, for for an FIG situation, but just from bolstering surveying in general. Oh, absolutely! Because I mean, we, I mean, we're familiar with things like slide rules. You know, they deal with Instagram and TikTok and. Uh, um, you know, Facebook and um, LinkedIn and so on. And none of those have any type of, of uh, borders. So, I mean, it's easy to be able to uh, deal with, with people around the world. As an example, the FIG Young Surveyors Facebook group has over 12,000 members around the world. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's really easy to communicate. And uh, quite often, you know, there's people asking questions about uh, something or other, and um, it's easy for somebody to help out from a from a different culture, a different language, and a different environment. So, I mean, it, it really it really is amazing. I mean, it is a global world, and, and it's really shrinking because it's everybody is able to participate. Yeah, one of the things that I don't know if this came through the World Bank in discussions with somebody or it might have been a guy I had on the radio show once who was doing work kind of around the world. Um, but obviously there are different ways of doing things in different parts of the world, although we're all working under the same underlying premise, but just the difference in the way things get done. And I know there oftentimes is efforts to go into lesser developed countries and help people with land tenure systems and all those kind of things. Seems to me that this new collaboration, so to speak, um, might facilitate that even more and be be a help for people when they want it and need it. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's not only at the association level, but it's also in, involving vendors and academic community and, and so on. So no, it's, it's it, uh, everything pulls together really well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've asked you a bunch of questions and I know we're supposed to keep these sessions relatively short, but I, I, I want to leave this open for you to share anything that's on your mind or, or concepts you have, or even talk a little bit about the, uh, the important nature of NSPS and its relationship to FIG and the world. Well, I guess the way I look at, at it is that, you know, you know, NSPS um, provides a, a resource to, uh, to the surveying community uh, in the U.S. Um, it's, it basically works uh, dealing with congressional issues and at the international level also with, uh, with FIG, you know, because FIG is very involved with, like you had mentioned, the, the World Bank, the uh, United Nations are very involved with uh, quite a number of uh, areas in, in the UN, like a UGGIM, a UNGGIM, um, UN Habitat, um, and, and so on. And the, the, I guess the, the big thing is that the more that we can meet and network and uh, get together, we can understand um, what everybody is doing with globally. And it, you know, it's it's a it's the same profession, and everybody has the same uh, challenges. Um, maybe a different culture or different language, but everybody's doing with with the same issues. And in in many ways, by being able to connect with these uh, different uh, surveyors from around the world you're able to learn things and not have to maybe reinvent the wheel from time to time and 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 to share things i remember um one of the things when when we were in hong kong at the at the working week um how many people wanted to tap your brain when you when you're doing with commission one uh, you know uh, professional standards and practice and uh you know that's that's just it i mean it's 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 important that we discuss things and share things and and that that's only going to make things better and and help the profession yeah i think so too and and one of the things um that that i've been able to get involved in because of of the fig connection really um is that group that still works on what are known as international property property management international property measurement standards um and going into that my first thought was, well, what what's the deal here? What are we talking about measurement standards? Well, I soon found out we weren't talking about how we measured. We were talking about what we measured. Right. And that the differences in different parts of the world, if you were measuring a condo, for example, in one place you'd be measuring to one point and somewhere else you'd be measuring to another. So the whole idea was let's get some commonality in the terminology that we're talking about in this world that we live in now where everything is so transient and opportunities to work in different places occur. So the, the idea was to have some uniform standards on, on what we're measuring, not necessarily how we're measuring. Oh, absolutely, and you know, you know, one of the things that I I noticed, especially, you know, we, we had when we had the recession, 
you know, a lot of people, a lot of surveyors were, were looking for jobs. And one of the things that I was trying to do to, was to explain to them is that just because there was a recession here, there were parts in the world where they had a big shortage of surveyors. Australia was a, a good example. And I mean, by getting involved and networking and you know, making of friends and connections through organizations like FIG, um, and you know, we're talking about FIG, which is the International Federation of Surveyors, which FIG doesn't sound like that, but yeah. it comes from comes from the French. But anyway, it's um, you know, that's just it. I mean, being able to have these connections to not only better the profession, but also better yourself. Yeah, exactly. So before we go, any other perspective you want to share or advice or um to help our audience get a grasp of, of this connection we're talking about and why it's important? Well, I, I guess the only thing I can say is be sure to put on your calendar 2023 because for the first time since 2002, um, we'll actually have an FIG conference in the US. It'll be in Orlando. And uh, it's it's gonna be a great opportunity to be able to network and and communicate and share things with uh, the global surveying community. Yeah, and, and for the audience's uh, information, that will also be in conjunction, or I guess I should say, we will be in conjunction with, with the FIG conference because we'll be doing our meetings Correct. there too. Right. So hopefully that doesn't inhibit us too much from participating in the conference itself because, you know, sometimes we get pretty intense in our meeting sessions. So uh, right. people need to hang around a bit to be part of the FIG conference, but I do have to say, I haven't been to uh, even a fraction as many as you have, but each time I've gone, I've learned something and 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 made good friends uh, that, oh, absolutely. that you can communicate absolutely. with from around the world. So I do think it's a great exercise for, for all of us. So I guess the this probably won't go to the recording. All I can say is I hope that our recording today actually occurred it is supposed to have so uh we'll we'll see how that that works out when we're all said and done but i do appreciate you being with me today john and sharing your sure. perspectives and helping our our members and our audience have a better their better perspective themselves on our relationship to fig and the world in general so thanks for joining me oh you bet thank you kurt You've been listening to Future Focus here on the Surveyor Says Podcast. We would like to thank John Hohall, the NSPS FIG Chair, for sharing his wealth of information on surveying worldwide. He is a tireless contributor to the Young Surveyors Network, so we appreciate his time for sharing his knowledge of international surveyors. More Table A Talk with Kurt Sumner and Gary Kent are being scheduled, so send your questions for Gary to info at nsps.us.com and put Table A Talk in the subject line. Upcoming episodes will feature more legislative issues with UAV developments and ongoing discussions about legato and GNSS interruptions. So remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And watch our website, nsps.us.com, for information on future episodes. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor.